0: Welcome to Party For One, a pop culture podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name's Jaden Shepherd. Uh, and right now, in Melbourne, Australia, it is a terrible, rainy Thursday afternoon. Hopefully, whenever and wherever you're listening to this, it is a lot better. But uh, typical of Melbourne, to be raining. I think that's probably uh, one of the things we're, we're known for. Is sport and rain. And one of those things is good, and one of those things most people don't really enjoy rain. Um, but thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Episode one was sent out into the universe. And I knew in my heart that I'm like, hey, if I just get one done, well, episode two will just follow. And and here we are. I feel like maybe I curse the universe, though, because on last episode, I kind of, I talked about coronavirus and I kind of made out like it's over. And I think that's what most of the people in the, uh, the state of Victoria have been doing. It turns out that's not the case. Uh, Victoria has seen a spike in coronavirus cases. uh, That means we are back on a high alert. Uh, Social distancing, back on. Keep a meter and a half away. I love how in America I see it's like six feet. Um, So universally we're all trying to keep away from each other. That's the way it should be. But yeah, hopefully it all goes okay. One thing that has happened, though, I know I spoke in the last episode that I was pretty excited for the movies, the cinemas, to come back, and unfortunately they've been delayed. There is some cinemas in my local area, like more low-key independent cinemas, that are open, because they're legally allowed to be open. Um, But the two major chains uh, around Australia, Hoyts and Village, and I'm more of a village guy, Village in my area was going to open uh, one week from now, July the 2nd. It's now going to be July 20th. I can live with that, but it's still a bit like frustrating, especially because um, the company villages opened up their cinemas in Victoria in more country areas than metro areas, for example like Bendigo, Shepparton, Morwell, those kind of areas, and I'm seeing some of the films that they're playing and I'm extremely jealous. Not that I'm so desperate to be seeing old films. But I kind of am, because what else have I got going for myself at the moment? I think some of the films that I saw that, like, for example, I looked up Bendigo, what what they're playing. They're playing films from earlier this year, but they're also running, like, they're running Titanic, uh, the the 1960s version of The Planet of the Apes, which is fantastic. Uh, the Incredibles, My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts. I've never seen it, but, like, I would see it for 10 bucks. It's cheap tickets as well, $10 tickets. I would see it. So... I'm just gonna have to count down the days, I think it's like a month, under a month, till I'll be able to go, um, and if I'm really desperate, I could go to some of the the local independent cinemas, the only difference is they're not playing old films, they're just playing films that came out earlier this year, so I'm not massively desperate to see, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, or, um, Harley Quinn, um, but we're gonna deal with it. Hey, speaking of Harley Quinn, that's funny that really, like, goes well into what I was gonna talk about next. Uh, but Holly Quinn, of course, is a Batman villain, and unfortunately this week, uh, a Hollywood director who did many things, but in for me, I knew him as the director of two of the 1990s Batman films, uh, Joel Schumacher, uh, unfortunately passed away at the age of 80, uh, so he wasn't young, but it's not fun when anyone dies. Uh, he was the director of uh, Batman Forever, with like Val Kilmer, Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee Jones, and then also the following film, two years later, Batman and Robin with... Uh, George Clooney took over, and it had um, Uma Thurman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, both of those films are seen as a massive shift from what Tim Burton was able to do, uh, the, the the two films preceding that. Tim Burton's Batman was extremely dark and gritty, and uh, Joel Schumacher very much flipped it on its head, and everything about these next two films was very, a lot more family-friendly, bright, colourful vibes, and to be fair to him, that's exactly what Warner Brothers wanted. Warner Brothers uh, hired him to tone down the adult content. Even though Batman Returns um, made a lot of money, there was a lot of uh, bad publicity about how like their kids wanted to go, like, parents' kids wanted to go see this Batman film, and it was... A too intense which fair enough it kind of is and so they got this this new guy on and he kind of yeah totally flipped it on his head the first film he did was fine the critics were okay with it the next film Batman and Robin a lot of people have it on its the list for like the worst films of all time and when you're watching it as a seven-year-old it seems great and when you watch it as a fully formed adult you're like yeah I see what they're talking about it kind of is a terrible film. Um, I'm gonna include some audio clips here specifically of some of the corny lines that Arnold Schwarzenegger has to say. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. Allow me to break the ice. You are not sending me to the cooler. Freeze well. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! So yeah, shit like that. Actually, the last time, thinking about it now, the last time I watched Batman and Robin was at a friend's house, probably like three years ago. He was going off to study for like six months in England, and we, uh, me and a few other friends uh, went around to his place, we got some pizzas. And because um, Batman and Robin had been quoted so many times, specifically the shitty Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Fried's lines, uh, we ended up sitting and watching uh, Batman and Robin. It was the first time I'd seen it in years. It ain't good. It ain't good. But I mentioned before about how, like, obviously as a kid watching it, for some reason, and I wish I could remember why, but I guess, like, it just happens. I think it was around the age five or six that I became very obsessed with Batman, specifically the full film. And that's why I kind of know about how, like, there is such a tonal difference between the first two that were put out and the following two, honestly thinking about it now, like that might be like one of my like earliest pop culture ventures. and I know that sounds like I'm thinking about it far too much, but I always think about like the pop culture journey that I've gone on, because there's people who like enjoy like films and movies, and then there's like me who takes it to like this brand new level, and I've always kind of been like where did that develop, but I think that actually might be one of the starting points, but yeah, anyway like Sad to see a Hollywood director go. He also did direct, like, a few other classic 80s films like St. Elmo's Fire and The Lost Boys, Uh, but definitely in the, like, the comic world, he was very known for his Batman films. Last week on my Twitter feed, I came across uh, that it was Paul McCartney, also known as Sir Paul McCartney. Uh, It was his birthday. He turned 78, which is incredibly crazy when you think about how long uh, Paul has been putting music out into the world. The first Beatles album came out in 1963, and we're now in 2020, uh, and he's still going. He would be, like, touring this year if it wasn't for coronavirus. I actually saw him on tour, when was it, in 2018, and it was one of the best shows I've been to. I think because he has such a deep catalogue of songs, like, for him to put on a live concert like that. It was, like, fantastic. It was just, like, hit after hit after hit. I think as well for, like, for Paul, he had an incredible run with the Beatles. Um, some of the songs he wrote himself were Let It Be, Yesterday, Hey Jude, um, what else did he do? I've gone blank. Uh, we Can Work It Out, that's like one of my favourites, but it's not a massive Beatles song. So he had those massive hits, and then after that he was still able to produce some fantastic songs on his own, or either with his, like, band um, wings. Uh, he had Band on the Run, uh, Jet ebony and ivory uh with stevie wonder if like honestly if you haven't listened to paul mccartney or you don't know any of these songs that i'm talking about please go on spotify look them up i feel there's something about classic musicians uh it happened a couple of years ago where once they die all of a sudden there's a massive appreciation for them and i think sometimes like obviously people like there's appreciation because like they do honestly love the person And then other times there's people kind of, like, jumping on after the fact, which is also fine, but it's almost like, if you're going to enjoy someone, like, try and do it when they're alive. Um, It it happened with, like, David Bowie and Prince. They died within six months of each other, and I'm big fans of theirs as well, and it kind of, like, was like, everyone should appreciate them. Uh, when they're alive so anyway yeah so Paul turned 78 last week hopefully he's got many many more birthdays in him and yeah like everyone everyone should know his music I don't know it should be like taught in schools honestly if you don't know the Beatles it should be part of the curriculum so on last week's podcast I spoke about how I really need to watch more uh classic films that I haven't seen that everyone kind of would almost expect people to see it's a kind of like, kind of films that when you admit, oh, I haven't seen them, it's always like heads start to turn. So, I started off last week, I said I was gonna watch Pulp Fiction, and I went through with it, and it was a crazy ride. Pulp Fiction to me is like, when, you know, when you're a kid in an art gallery, and you're looking at art, and you, you absolutely don't get it, because a lot of art is like abstract or like deep and meaningful, and it's not visual, you've kind of got to like appreciate it and understand it. So, that's that's when you're a kid, and then you almost, like, grow up a bit, and you're expected to just, like, accept art. So you're standing there in an art gallery, you're like, oh, yeah, I see it, but you kind of don't also see it. And that was me with this film, where it's like, I get it, but I also don't get it. And I think part of the fascination, or the um, the hype about this film, is, like, it is pretty violent at points, and I wouldn't be surprised if the, the um, majority of people that really love this film would be skewing more towards male than female, so males and violence i don't really doubt it especially like the fact that when you look on imbd and their top 250 uh it places at number eight with a rating of 8.8 out of 10 which is pretty good but once again i'm sure if you looked up the uses of imbd and the skew towards male and female i think that we're we're getting onto a pattern here that doesn't mean that I didn't like the film. I really did appreciate it and like the film, and at points it was engaging, but then other times I just felt like really disengaged. One thing I did, did like about it though, and um, and this is something that I do like, is a non-linear um, structure of the film. And a lot of times we see this in films these days where there might be like, like a flash forward at the start of the film, and then you pick up the piece at the end. But this was very much a film cut into like five or six pieces, and they had scrambled them up, and then by the end of it, you had the full picture. Uh, for anyone who's seen Pulp Fiction, I'm going to include uh, some audio here of a famous quote, and I'm, I'm glad that now I finally can appreciate this, because this is like the only thing I knew about Pulp Fiction, this quote. But You know what the funniest thing about Europe is? What? It's a little different, geez. I mean, they got the same shit over there that they got here, but it's just, just there, it's a little different. Example. Alright, well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer. And I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass of beer. And in Paris, you can buy a beer at McDonald's. But you know what they call a, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh man, they got the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. What do they call it? They call it a royale with cheese. Royale with cheese? That's strange. Right. What do they call a Big Mac? Well, Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I didn't go on a burger king. You know what they put on french fries in Holland instead of ketchup? Or what? mayonnaise? Nah. <laughs> I seen them do it, man. They fucking drown them in this shit. Yeah. And also, fun fact, I have had a quarter pounder in France before, so there you go. Anyway, that's kind of it for this week's podcast. Um, if you've listened to this and you've enjoyed it, please give um, a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. That would mean the world to me. It's kind of been a short one again, but maybe this is the length that's going to have to be for the moment. Honestly, I think as well it's been impacting that, like, I thought a lot of this podcast would also be, like, entertainment news. And with the world still on, let's say, like, 75% shutdown, not much news to talk about. Really not. Um, yeah, anything else. I've got a shitload of TV shows to watch and I'm feeling like I don't have the time. Um, which is a lie, I do have the time, um, but I'm, like, lacking attention. A lot of times at night, or be late at night, and I'll put on the, um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is really trashy, but it's also just, like, easy to put on the the background, uh, and there's far too many other shows I should be watching, uh, that I need to get around to that I haven't, so hopefully by next week I'll have dug into some of those. But, uh, anyway, if you've listened to this and you've enjoyed, thank you so much. This has been episode two of Party for One, and that's that.